Well, beautiful, we are on number four of the little mini-series I've been doing. What I've learned from being betrayed, the real nitty-gritty story of healing from betrayal trauma. I've had a lot, and I mean a lot, of feedback on this mini-series. I'm really glad that I did it. Uh, it not only just solidified in my heart all the things that I've learned during my own recovery, but also what each and every one of you needed to hear, the things that are encouraging you, uplifting you, empowering you. It really blesses my heart tremendously. So thank you for the feedback. So today we're going to jump into the rest of it. And I know there's probably more, but these are all of the things that I wrote down when I was thinking about my own journey of recovery. So today I want to start out with like, we literally started out with number one little, you know, tidbit, two, three, four, we're up to number 10. And we are going to go hard, fast and furious today to finish out this little mini series. So grab your pen and paper, beautiful, and let's get started. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault. And this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain, and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. All right, was that little commercial break <laughs> enough for you to grab your pen and paper? I hope so, because we're getting ready to dive in. So let's start. Number 10, uh, what I learned from being betrayed. I learned that my needs are extremely important. You know, beautiful, a lot of times we have a tendency to put others before ourselves. We're caretakers, we're moms, we're grandmothers, we're sisters, we're daughters, we're co-workers, we are helpers at church. The list is endless, right? And we have a tendency to just put others before ourselves. But when it comes to healing from the trauma that his affair has just dumped upon our lives, we have to really step back 
and look at what's important. We have to look at our own needs because the truth of the matter is if we are not well, if we are not healed from this, it is going to affect every aspect of our life. It's going to affect the relationships we have with our children, with our grandchildren, with our parents, our siblings, our extended family, co-workers, the sisters we have in church. It's going to affect, if we're trying to reconcile the marriage, it's going to affect our relationship with our husband. Or if the marriage was not able to be reconciled, it will affect our relationships down the road. And I know that you don't want that. So it's important for you to take some time to really think about what your current needs are in your extended portion of your healing journey. Maybe for you, it is physical right now. You are suffering from major fatigue, exhaustion. It's like you can't hardly pull yourself out of bed in the morning. And even when you do wake up throughout the day, it's like you never slept for the last week. I remember those days quite well, beautiful. Maybe it's that you are suffering from a physical illness because the trauma has spawned an autoimmune that you already were dealing with in the beginning, and now it's full-blown. I know that happened to me. Maybe it's caused another physical ailment for you. I've shared many a time that I, because I didn't deal with the trauma for a while, and I just tried to do it on my own, I ended up four days in a cardiac unit at the hospital because my heart was so stressed out. So it can affect you physically. Maybe for you, it's emotionally. Your emotions are completely all over the place. One minute, you are crying uncontrollably. The next, you are so angry, you want to put your fist through a wall. The next, you're laughing at the smallest little thing and you don't understand why, which makes you feel like you're going crazy, right? I'm sure you can relate. Those are when your emotions are really not regulated. They are whacked out to say the least. Maybe for you it's mentally. The brain fog is tremendous. You feel like a vice grip is over your head and you can't think straight. It's hard to focus. So work is very difficult. You find yourself forgetting things. I know for me, there was a day that I was getting ready to leave my apartment and I searched and searched and searched all through the house for my glasses and my car keys. And I kept thinking, I, I just don't know what I did with them. What in the world did I do with my keys and my glasses? I need both to go and get out the door and go where I'm headed. And lo and behold, after about 10 minutes, I realized my glasses were on my head and my car keys were in my hands. <laughs> now, how many of you can relate? Uh, come on, beautiful. I know you can. It's because our mental capacity is spent. So these are things we need to take an assessment of so that we can see to those needs because they are so important. Maybe it's your sleep that's lacking or you have too much sleep going on. Well, beautiful, take that pen and paper out, do an assessment of what's going on in your life right now, and that will tell you what needs to be addressed, whether it's mentally, spiritually, Maybe it's physically, financially, relationally, whatever it is, your needs are important and they should be tended to. And no one will tend to your needs better than yourself. So put yourself in that driver's seat and do what you need to do today to make sure your needs are top priority. 
All right, let's look at number 11. Number 11 is this. I can't fix him. Yeah, that was one that was hard for me because I'm a fixer. Truth be told, I love to make sure that everything is just so. And beautiful, if I'm being honest, I'm more of a control freak. Let's just call it like it is. I am going to confess. My name is Lisa. I'm a control freak, okay? I like to make sure that everything is in control, that everything's moving smoothly, everything is moving properly, and life is good, right? Well, I realized early on in the game that not only could I not control him, but I couldn't fix him. I wanted to. I remember early on after discovery, I kept telling him, just tell her the affair is over. Let's get into counseling. Let's find out why you've done this and we'll move forward. I'll forgive you and, and we'll move on. Well, I learned the hard way that I couldn't fix him. I couldn't make him go to therapy. I couldn't make him stop seeing her. I couldn't make him not think about her. I could not fix anything about him. It was his responsibility to walk into the responsibility of fixing himself and allowing God to move in his life in the way that God needed to. Once I let go of that, I started to heal. And I started to heal in a great way because it was a burden for me. The burden of trying to fix everything about him that was wrong really was a heavy load. So I had to lay that at the feet of Jesus. I had to relinquish it. I had to let it go and realize by laying it down and walking away from trying to fix him was actually giving myself the opportunity to work on fixing me, to work on my own healing journey and recovery. And that, beautiful, was the beginning of my healing. And it can be the beginning of yours as well. Number 12 is this. I learned that trust takes time. Now, it's hard because we want to jump back into life the way it used to be, where we were innocent before the discovery of his affair, where we were innocent before we discovered that he was addicted to pornography, maybe, or that he, you know, had multiple affairs, whatever the case may be. We want to go back to that innocent time of trust and walking in that. But that journey takes time. Not only does it take time to learn to trust another, but it takes time to trust yourself again. Because when you've been betrayed, you look at things very differently. You actually look at it and say, why didn't I see that coming? Why didn't I notice the red flags? They were all over the place. How could I have missed them? So what does it cause? It causes you to not trust yourself to not trust your inner gut, the instincts that you have, that inner discernment. Because beautiful, the truth is you do have it. You have the discernment. You have that inner gut feeling. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you, but a lot of times we miss it because we don't want to see it. We have the red flags, but we're blinded by the trust, by the love, or 
It may be that we're blinded by the gaslighting and the manipulation that we're under by his constant, you know, trauma that he's placing upon us because he's living a dual life and trying to hide the affair from us. So all of that causes this upheaval in the trust factor. So it will take you a while to learn to trust yourself. Give yourself grace. Grace to learn to walk it out once again and start small. Give yourself the opportunity to make a choice, a decision. And if you get it wrong, don't beat yourself up. Give yourself grace because you're relearning how to trust yourself again. And it takes time. And when it comes to others, start small. Take small little steps in that trust category. And when you see that they are actually walking out what they say is true, their actions are lining up with their words, then you know that you can give a little trust here and there. Don't give it away all at first. No, that's not what I'm saying. But give little bits and pieces to reestablish trust again. Now, when I, when I help my clients deal with trust issues, I always get the question, well, Lisa, you know, you're what, three years plus into this? Where are you on the trust aspect with your husband? Do you trust him 100%? No, I don't. Let's just be real. Let's be honest here. I don't because, again, trust takes time. And I've learned that I need to give myself the grace of time to allow it to build properly so that I've got a foundation of action and words that are actually meeting one another, that there's longevity of what's being done, and that he is doing everything he can to rebuild the trust. Now, when it comes to myself, do I trust myself more? Absolutely. Now, I did not in the beginning, okay? Let's just be clear. I did not in the beginning trust myself. I had to rebuild that, but I'm at such a better place now. And yes, I trust my discernment. I trust my instinct and I trust my boundaries because I have them in place. I have the consequences attached to them and I am so much stronger in my recovery that I know that if trust is broken, the consequence, it will be there and it will be adhered to and I will do what's best for me. So beautiful trust takes time. All right, let's look at number 13. I'm going to kind of put 13, 14, and 15 together here really quick because I think they go together. And what I learned after being betrayed was that I'm worthy to be loved. You know, God loved me and loves me so very much that he sent the most priceless gift for me and sacrificed his one and only son for me. Jesus laid down his life for me, which makes me lovable. And I am worthy of love, not just from God, but from others, because God loves me first, which means I love and I should be loved in return. So I should never settle. I don't have to settle and neither do you, beautiful. You should never settle for someone who is just going to give you 3% of themselves when you require 10%. Let's say that again. I should say 100%, right? <laughs> if they're not willing to give you 100%, don't settle. 
You are worthy of being loved. The next one that goes with that is, I'm worthy of loyalty. I'm not only worthy to be loved, but I'm worthy of loyalty. You see, beautiful, you are worthy of someone giving themselves to you completely, to be loyal to you the remainder of their life, to never again do this to you, to never again betray you. And if they do, then they are not worthy of you. Let me say that again for those of you in the back. (laughs) You are worthy of loyalty. And if they are not willing to be loyal to you, then they are not worthy of you. That's the bottom line. Because if you are the woman of God who is being true to her vows, you are loving through thick and thin, hardcore, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, sickness, health, you've kept your vows and you're going to keep them till death do you part, then you deserve the same. Don't settle for less beautiful. And the next one that goes along with that is that I was always enough. Now I'm going to say the three together. I'm worthy to be loved. I'm worthy of loyalty. And I was always enough. Beautiful, that's the truth. I was enough. It's just that he was the one that was lacking within himself that caused him to move into the sin of an affair to seek out something that he should have never sought out. And the same goes with you. You are enough. You were always enough. It was him that was lacking. It was him that chose to cross over into sin. It was him that decided that he needed something that he should have never ventured into because God chose to give your husband the most amazing gift when he gave you to him. But he didn't realize the precious gift that God had given to him. So he turned out swear. That's between him and God first. And yes, between you and him. Because he has to make sure that he knows the gift that God gave to him is enough. You are enough. And you will always be enough. All right, beautiful. The last one that I want to share with you in this series of what I've learned from being betrayed is this, that God is my ultimate healer. God is my ultimate healer. You know, I dove into my healing work once I realized that I needed it because at first I was just so traumatized. I didn't know what to do, but there came a point when I realized I needed help. So what did I do? I started buying a library full of books. And yes, I do have a library. (laughs) I started, you know, listening to every YouTube video. I started Googling on Dr. Google. I started searching out every course I could find. And then I ended up in counseling. I ended up with a coach. All of those things are wonderful tools in your toolbox when it comes to your healing journey. They are gifts and they are tools that you are to use. However, I came to the realization that at the end of the day, the one who was my ultimate healer was Christ. 
because he bore stripes on the cross for the betrayal and the trauma that it brought to me physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually, relationally, the way it affected my every aspect of life, he took a beating for every bit of that for me. He did it for me and he transferred healing to me and all of that trauma he took upon himself. And I had the ultimate choice to allow him to take all of that from me so that I could receive my healing and recovery. And once I realized that God was just waiting for me to join him, so to speak, in my healing journey, that I would have my part to walk out. Because remember, when he looked at the paralytic, what do you do? He said, pick up your mat and walk. I mean, we do have a part to play, beautiful. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, she reached out and touched his garment like she had an action step. Each of us in our healing journey have action steps that we take. We walk it out with a coach, and that's what my clients do. I come alongside of them, and I guide them through their healing process, their part in the journey. And then God comes along. We partner with him, and he brings the ultimate healing to us. And that, my friend, is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I hope that this series helped you because God is waiting for you to partner with him and say yes to your healing journey so that you can learn so many things so that they can apply to your life and you can become better instead of bitter, that you can rise triumphantly from the tragedy, that you can take this horrible mess and it can become a beautiful message that you live out every single day. You have that choice and you can do it today. And beautiful, I would love to help you in that journey. I would love to help take you by the hand and lead you every step of the way. It's a proven coaching that you go through that will lead you from the first steps in your healing journey through to rediscovering who you are and walking out into a beautiful destiny that you desire that you want to have. So don't wait. Below in the show notes, you can click that and you can schedule your affair recovery session with me and we can get you started today. Don't wait. All right, beautiful. That's the end of our series. I hope you've enjoyed it. Share it out with a beautiful woman who needs it. And make sure to leave me a review about this mini series. I would love you to leave me a review on Google or Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen. Send me a little speak pipe below in the show notes. All of that helps to get us out even further throughout the world to all the women, women who have been betrayed and are in need of hope and healing. Thank you for being a listener. I appreciate you more than you know. God bless, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.